Hi, I'm Greg Jenkins, and welcome to this episode of my pregnancy podcast. Today, we're going to talk about epidurals. So let's start with what is an epidural. An epidural is an option for medical pain relief during labor and childbirth. The epidural is administered by an anesthetist who's a specialist specifically trained in this type of uh, pain relief management. The anaesthetist will usually administer this with you sitting up on the side of the bed, curled over your pregnant tummy, and will clean your back with some antiseptic solution before inserting an injection into the lower part of your back. They use some local anaesthetic to make the skin numb, and this causes a stinging sensation as they're putting it in. You'll then feel some pressure in your lower back, and at certain times during the procedure you may feel some a shooting sensations down your legs. This is a normal part of putting an epidural in and there's nothing to be concerned about. The anaesthetist will leave a very fine plastic tube coming out of your back, which I'll cover with some sterile tape. And through this plastic tube, a small amount of local anaesthetic solution is able to be injected. And uh, there can be an ongoing continuous infusion or uh, intermittent doses of local anaesthetic administered down this tube. And the purpose of this is to reduce the amount of pain that you're feeling during the process of labor and childbirth. So if a large amount of local anaesthetic is administered, you'll feel nothing at all, and your legs will be quite numb. Now for most women, this is not uh, the aim of the epidural. For most women, the aim is to take away about 90% of the pain that they're experiencing, but still leave them with some sensation, some movement in their legs, and retain the ability to be able to push when it comes to the pushing part of the labor. However, if it is your preference to be completely numb, um, you can discuss this with the anaesthetist because this will usually be achievable uh, if you wish. Women often ask, when can I have an epidural during labor? Uh, and the answer is pretty much at any time during your labor. And in fact, some women who are having an induction of labor might even choose to have their epidural inserted before the induction process commences, and that can be done. Um, sometimes women are concerned that they'll get to a point in the labor where they'll be told that it's too late to have an epidural, uh, and so wonder whether they should preempt this by having it earlier. The issue about it being too late in the labor to have an epidural is purely a practical consideration. Uh, we can, in fact, put an epidural in even in the very late stages of labor if that is what is required. The practical consideration is that if you're sitting up and the anaesthetist is trying to put the epidural in while you're trying to push your baby out, that's not really going to be very effective. And from the time the anaesthetist puts the epidural in and gives you the first dose of local anaesthetic, it takes about 15 to 20 minutes for the epidural to be fully effective. So if it looks like the birth of your baby is very imminent and your labor is progressing quickly, then there are occasions where the baby is probably going to come out by the time we get an anaesthetist available and have an epidural working and effective for you. There is certainly no medical problem with having an epidural performed very early in labor. Sometimes uh, there is the misperception that you have to have reached a certain stage of the labor uh, in order for 
uh, an epidural to be available to you and that is certainly not the case you can once you're in established labor or once we've committed that yes today will definitely definitely be the day that you have your baby then uh, having an epidural at any point along the way is not a problem so what about the risks of an epidural is an epidural safe um, again there's quite a lot of misperceptions around epidurals so epidurals are in fact extremely safe the likelihood of you experiencing uh, a permanent neurological injury such that there was uh, some impairment of your ability to use your legs or some long-term health consequence from an epidural is extraordinarily uncommon. Uh, these are pain relief techniques that have been used in many, many women over an extended period of time and are administered by anaesthetists who are specially trained. Uh, in the use uh, and insertion of epidurals. So epidurals are very safe. That's not to say that there are not some small risks associated with an epidural. The commonest significant side effect which occurs after an epidural uh, is a thing called a dural puncture where the anaesthetist accidentally makes a hole in the sac that contains the spinal fluid which your brain floats in. Uh, now this doesn't usually cause any sort of serious problems, but it can result in quite a severe headache in the couple of days following uh, the birth of your child and following the epidural. And sometimes it will be necessary for the anaesthetist to make a small injection uh, at the site where the epidural was inserted in order to patch up the hole. And that usually works very effectively. And again, it would be very unlikely that there are any long-term consequences from this. There's also the misperception that epidurals might result in long-term back pain. Uh, there's very clear evidence that this is not the case. Uh, some women do experience back pain for up to 10 to 12 weeks uh, beyond the end of pregnancy, but it's very clear that this is a pregnancy-related phenomenon and not uh, related to whether you did or did not have an epidural during the course of your labour and birth. Uh, that's not to say that you might not experience some local discomfort at the site of the epidural insertion and injection, uh, but this would very rarely last for more than two or three days after the delivery uh, and is usually not a problem. I also hear a lot of women inquiring whether an epidural will slow down the course of their labour. And again, we have a lot of information, a lot of evidence around this. So we split labour into two stages. There's the first stage of labour, which is the progress of your cervix opening up and reaching 10 centimetres dilatation. And then there's the second stage of labour, which is once the cervix is fully open, the process of the baby moving down into the vagina and being expelled um, from the birth canal. So the first stage of labour, epidurals don't slow down progress in the first stage of labour. And sometimes epidurals can even help to speed up the progress of labour. If you're feeling a lot of pain and are very anxious and distressed by the pain, uh, your body will to some extent maybe fighting against that pain and that can slow down the course of labour. We not infrequently see somebody who'd been making fairly slow progress in labour have an epidural inserted and then progress quite quickly after the epidural is put in because their pain has been taken away they're now feeling much more relaxed and the uterus and the cervix uh, can progress much more quickly through the first stage of labour. So epidurals do not slow down progress in the first stage of labour. They won't slow down the progress in the dilatation of your cervix. 
However, in the second stage of labour, that's the bit where you get to do the work and push your baby out. Now, being uh, fairly numb with an epidural can make it take a bit longer for you to push the baby out. Now, that's not detrimental to either you or to your baby, because bearing in mind you'll be fairly comfortable during this part of the labour if your epidural is working effectively, which it usually will be. And what we'll often do is when we find your cervix to be 10 centimetres dilated, we'll often allow, allow an hour or so for the baby just to come down on its own without you pushing uh, and just with the benefit of the uterine contractions. And then when the head gets lower into the vagina, then that's the time where you can start to push strongly, expending all of your energy and effort to try and deliver your baby normally. And that generally works very effectively. So sometimes the second stage of labour will take a bit longer. Now we do also know that one of the consequences of having an epidural is that there's an increased likelihood of needing to have either a vacuum or a forceps assisted birth. And this is simply because sometimes when you're quite numb, no matter how hard you try, it's very hard to get all of your energy and all of your effort directed in exactly the right direction to push the baby out. And we estimate that the likelihood of you having a forceps or a vacuum assisted birth is about twice as high for women who don't have an epidural during the course of their labour. Now that's still only a small percentage and we're not talking of percentages of more than around 10% or so. Um, but nevertheless, uh, it is one of the consequences that can occur um, through having an epidural during labour. It's also very clear that caesareans are not associated with an increase in the likelihood of having a caesarean section during a labour. Uh, having an epidural um, might cause some temporary changes in the baby's heart rate tracing, but it won't cause a baby to be distressed during labour where there was not already distress present. And it does having an epidural does not increase the likelihood that you may uh, or may not end up with a caesarean during the labour. Aside from those temporary changes in the baby's heart rate tracing after the epidural is inserted, having an epidural doesn't have any other effect on your baby either during the labour or after the birth. Uh, the drugs that are used in the epidural, if they do pass across to the baby, do so in very, very tiny amounts uh, and not, a, in, not enough uh, to cause any problems as far as your baby is concerned. So what are the advantages in having an epidural? Well, there's no question that an epidural is really the only truly effective form of pain relief in labour. All of the other things that you can do to help you manage uh, during the course of your labour, whether that be mobilising, being in the shower, water immersion, uh, breathing on the nitrous oxide gas, uh, or even uh, injections like morphine, um, don't do a lot to actually take the pain away. There's strategies for helping you to manage the pain that you're experiencing during labour. Uh, so an epidural is really the only thing that will substantially reduce the pain that you're experiencing. And for most women, an epidural will result in about a 90% reduction in the pain that you're experiencing during labour. Now we don't take away your epidural 
during the latter part of the labour. We might adjust the intensity of your epidural a little bit so that you can feel some pressure to help facilitate you pushing your baby out, but we certainly try very hard to not let your epidural wear off during the latter part of labour. There's very good evidence that if we do that, uh, it's very distressing for the mum uh, and it creates a very negative experience in terms of the birth and it doesn't result in any increase in the likelihood of you being able to successfully push your baby out. So what are the disadvantages with having an epidural? Well, you won't be able to mobilise once you have an epidural in. You will be on the bed. Um, you will need your baby's heartbeat to be continuously monitored. Um, you will most likely need a catheter in your bladder because you won't be able to tell whether your bladder is full or empty and you won't be able to effectively empty your bladder. And you will need a drip. And as I mentioned earlier, it does slightly increase the risk that you might not be able to push your baby out with your own effort and that you might need assistance with vacuum or forceps uh, to achieve a vaginal birth. Now, these, however, are usually very safe options. So women often ask, should I have an epidural in labour? Um, and I don't think that I'm the person that's able to answer that question for them. I encourage women to approach labour with an open mind, to come with some pain management strategies uh, in place if they would like to do so. Um, but equally, very open to the idea that if you want to arrive in the labour ward with the intention of having an epidural so soon after you get there, then that's a very reasonable way to approach um, your pain management in labour as well. And I would encourage people not to be afraid of missing out on an epidural. That's really very uncommon. Um, if you've gotten to the point, utilising your own resources, of getting so close to the end of labour that you are almost there, then we will find a way to support you and encourage you to get to the very end. Uh, and also, if you do reach near the end of labour and you feel that you really do need an epidural, we will not deny you an epidural. We will support your choice in terms of pain relief and you should feel confident that the doctors and midwives looking after you during labour will be very respectful of your pain relief options. So I hope that clears up a few um, misconceptions around epidurals in labour. I hope that's provided some useful information which may help to guide you as to whether or not an epidural might be something that you'd like to consider or not. Uh, and as always, uh, it's particularly important that you discuss these issues with the doctor or midwife that's providing your pregnancy care. I hope that you've found this episode uh, informative, uh, interesting and enjoyable. Um, we would very much welcome any feedback. And if you have any suggestions regarding topics for future episodes, uh, please uh, get in touch and let us know. Bye for now.